Welcome to Account-Based Marketing. This podcast is designed as a collection of conversations with sales and marketing leaders sharing thoughts and practical tips for growing your most valuable customers. Hosted by me, Alicia Linden, founder and CEO at Momentum, the B2B growth consultancy. Welcome to this episode of Account-Based Marketing. Today, we're joined by Keith Pranghofer, Director of Partner Marketing, to explore all things partner and ISV related. Keith, welcome. Uh, hi, Alicia. Thank you for, for having me. It's a delight to be here. It was really great, great to have you with us. In, in particular, interested and intrigued to talk about how you're taking an account-based mindset to all of the partner go-to-market work you're doing. I'd, I'd love for you to kick us off, Keith, if you could, with a bit about your, your role, what you're doing today as Director of Partner Marketing at Microsoft. Yeah. So I lead our go-to-market strategy uh, and our engagement approach uh, from a partner marketing perspective with our ISVs. And particularly where we're focused on is those where we're building long-term partnerships, where they're building these SaaS solutions uh, on the Microsoft cloud. And and they're making an intentional and long-term commitment with Microsoft. And so it's that long-term focus where we're really focused, where we're focused around how do we we build the right go-to-market strategy and the right engagement um, because these are multi-year partnerships. Um, and so that's that's my role and, and what I'm working on today. Fantastic. And ISVs, uh, the acronym, how, how do you just, what types of firms make up their, that partner ecosystem? Yeah, so independent software vendors, ISVs, it makes up a huge ecosystem for us. Um, you can think of the likes of all the way of big big ISVs such as uh, Citrix or an Adobe as being an ISV partner that we work with all the way down to smaller digital natives or, or high-tech unicorns that are that are building cloud first or born in the cloud ISVs. So the likes of some, some new ones that we work with such as SolarWinds and New Relic. So it spans just getting started and building new solutions all the way to really established um, large organizations. Fantastic. Well, sounds like a really exciting space to be, particularly right now for Microsoft and, and given the the joint co-creation that you're doing with some of these organizations. Do you want to just outline your journey with account-based marketing? How did it start and and, and how have you forayed into your new role in, in go-to-market strategy for, for these ISVs? Yeah. So my journey with account-based marketing started probably about 12 years ago. And at the time I led a global field marketing organization for Microsoft Consulting Services. So it was a really natural place being that ABM got its roots in that advisory and consulting industry and a really natural fit. So we started, uh, that was where my journey started. We had such a need to think about how do we build partnerships, uh, you know, understand clients' long-term outcomes because you were always in this continual continual selling motion, right? And so you had to, had to just be so keen on what was happening with your clients um, so that you could be relevant um, and, and bring the right solutions to them. So that's where I got started with ABM in that space. And then it evolved into helping build and lead a strategic account-based marketing function um, for Microsoft in our U.S. subsidiary. And that was a lot of fun where we went really deep with, uh, with about 36 of, uh, of our largest customers and, and built multi-year journeys with them, moving from just being how do we you know, transact and sell software and services to them to, in many cases, some of these customers that, that we worked with are now actually partners with us on the ISV side. So it's really fun to see the journey of, of working from 
an ABM perspective in advisory and consulting um, services down to moving to more of an end customer that you sell to, and then coming full, full circle now to some of those customers are ones that we're selling with um, out into market. So it's it's been a diversity of experiences in ABM, which has been really exciting and, and different a lot of different learnings that I've taken uh, from each of those experiences. I love that. It sounds like your your accounts are only two steps removed, <laughs> a bit a bit like rest, the rest of humans. You know, who, you, you, they're coming full circle and now are also ISV partners. And you called your program, Keith, um, that it was account based engagement as opposed to account based marketing. What was the the nuance there? If you could just describe it. Yeah. So two nuances. One, a very internal one, where we, you know, account-based marketing, you know, as, as we all know, has evolved. And at Microsoft, we had a, a global account-based marketing that was really more of that scaled approach. And so one of the things we realized is we really want to position ourselves internally as not being a scale model, a one-to-one. So account-based engagement was the model we went to because it wasn't just the marketing aspect, but it truly was engagement um, through multiple channels and and over a long period of time. And so some of the work that the team would do would be more purely focused around sales enablement um, versus doing marketing, you know, direct marketing. Some of it might have been um, actually doing building co-events with our end customers that we were working with that would reach their end customers. So it was more than just marketing too. And so that's where we thought hey, engagement just made more sense in terms of the way that we working isn't a traditional marketing model. Sometimes our roles were acting as marketers, you know, in a biz dev more type function, um, or even thinking about, hey, like how am I partnering with this customer to do marketing? So, so it just made sense from uh, kind of from both how we approached the sales teams at Microsoft, as well as how we approached our customers to think about it more from an engagement rather than just we're going to market to them. Keith, you know, you've been passionate and focused in uh, account-based marketing for, it sounds like, over a, over a decade. What creates that fire? What really excites you as, as you think about ABM? Yeah, three things for me. One, impact. So seeing through to the final business outcome for our customers or clients is just, is just so amazing. Uh, to actually see them reap the rewards and benefits of what you do with them. So that impact the people getting to work cross-section across both internal teams as well as external. I tell the people a lot of what ABM or ABE means to me is you're an orchestrator. And so there's all these different people you get to work with. Um, so different insights and perspectives. And then the, ultimately the journey, no one, one customer or client is the same. You learn something new from each of them, some good, some not so good, um, <laughs> but the great ones make the investment and the time so worth it. And, and so those are the three things, the impact to the end customers, the people and diversity of people you get to work with, and then just the journey and, and, and what I've been able to, uh, to experience and, and take away along, uh, along the way. Yeah, there's something quite, I think, inspirational about working that close in that close proximity to to customers and 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 being that customer centric. And it sounds like, you know, the impact that you've driven, the exposure that you've had, and and the partnership and collaboration with lots of different teams and individuals, both inside and outside of Microsoft, um, has has helped you uh, re- really keep that passion alive. Um, if you could start all over again um, and, and rewind back, even just thinking about heading up the ABE team within the North America sub at Microsoft, what what would you have done differently? What was your 
sort of big big learning or, or key aha moment yeah so again i'll go back to the to the threes one is a better balance of internal versus external engagement it's very easy especially starting up a program that you get caught up on the internal connected sales and marketing aspects and even though you're focused on the end customer you leave them out of the equation so one of the things that we learned over the course of time was it's not just connected sales and marketing it's connected sales marketing and customer so spending that time um, on the external engagement versus just internal and data and even to the point where some some of the individuals if you can do it is getting out and experiencing that customer's brand out in the market it allows you to really be able to empathize with the customer and the customers and customers which allows you to bring a different insight and perspective so definitely that balance of internal versus external account selection is always a big one uh, and for me we did such a good job and, and i see so many programs do a really good job around the quantitative aspects but then how do you bring in the qualitative aspects as well because we learned along the way that must win accounts can be a red flag or they this is a big deal like let's go after and we got to win this competitive deal and so you get caught up in looking at some of the pipeline data and and the need to win in new markets that uh that sometimes the qualitative aspects of hey is this customer ready to engage is this sales team ready to engage so that balance of, of account selection and then the last one patience you know and <laughs> having a really good sense of what the north star is for your program and that could be you know just you know accelerating uh, deal velocity right um or improving um you know increasing deal size those are all great metric metrics but then also how do you even look further than that and define a north star so one of the things that that we took away that really helped get engagement both from our customers as well as internally was thinking about our north star is we want to figure out how we are so intertwined with with these customers that we feel compelled to go to market and tell our story together and to a point where that customer becomes a new marketing channel even for us because they're communicating the impact of what we've done together so getting to what that north star should really be and having all those other kpis i wish i would have done that much sooner because it brought along a whole different set of people and a lot of energy with it Got it. Sounds like if I'm really hearing you correctly, between those three three key areas, a lot of it comes back to behavior change and, and mindset. Interesting to hear you talk about that internal external balance versus, you know, not just drawing on data with account selection, but really looking at some of the, the qualitative aspect and this whole idea of, you know, marketing and selling with with your customer as opposed to, to, to them. And what principles have you taken into future roles, having been so deeply involved in strategic accounts? Has, has there been a key skill set or key set of principles that you, you're applying into everything you're doing now, regardless of whether you're working on accounts or, or specific ISVs as you're building out strategies? Yeah, uh, orchestration is a big one, especially as you know, in my new role of where all of a sudden there's a third stakeholder in the mix. Um, there's a partner. Orchestration just becomes such such an important skill and principle to understand of how do I work across all these different organizations and teams to deliver impact. Um, the second thing I would say is 
truly having a differentiated value prop, it has to be there. And, you know, we do that a lot in terms of thinking about if you have a one-to-one ABM model or even a one-to-few. Um, but when we started, when I start to look at where I'm at today, um, if we don't really have a good sense of what our value prop is between Microsoft and an ISV, we can sow a lot of confusion both internally and externally when we go to market. And then the importance of relevance to the buyer is so, so important. And it can't be determined who should be in the driver's seat based off of who's maybe the largest person in the partnership. It really has to be based off of who has the most influence with the buyers that, that you really need to, to reach out to. So that dynamic of really understanding the buyers and what influences them and how you're relevant to them uh, is so important because it could drastically change um, how you think about who should be in the driver's seat and should lead sales conversations or lead, you know, events or experiences that you're creating. Um, and traditionally, we might lean on, well, who's the biggest person in the partnership? But the reality is it might be the smallest person that's going to really get in there and, and drive the most impact and the most relevance with, with the customer that you're, that you're engaging. Really interesting, Keith. And, and something that inspired me and as, as we were talking a couple of months ago was this concept of um, partner go-to-market. And I know you're working very heavily with, with ISVs, but if we could just talk a bit broadly about partner go-to-market, I think you've got a really interesting perspective given your ABM experience and, and um, you know, exposure to strategic accounts. Uh, now looking at mar- marketing attribution in the partner model, you know, what, what's, what's your view on why the partner MDF model is, is so broad? Yeah, um, it's a hard, hard question to sometimes answer. Um, I think the big reason why it's so broken is it incentivizes in many ways the wrong outcome. Oftentimes, it's specifically focused around volume over quality um, or speed over um, accuracy or readiness. And so so I think that really makes it broken because you're you're really just looking again at, you know, in the similar fashion of how we used to really look at marketing qualified leads is just like a, it's a volume game and MDF is very much set up that way. And the other part is often comes with so many strings attached. Um, so there's an expected ROI or, or a number of marketing qualified leads or, or one I hear a lot is unrealistic timeframes, right? I, I have this, doll, this budget, you need to spend it in three months, otherwise we're going to lose it. And so what you end up doing is superseding, delivering the best experiences and outcomes for the customer for a set of KPIs and metrics that at the end of the day, aren't necessarily going to help you move the needle in terms of winning new customers um, together. And so to me, I think the model really is incentivizing the wrong outcomes, good outcomes to measure, but they're the ones that we tie our partners to and measure their performance on oftentimes versus do we actually win a new customer together? Do we actually grow a customer together? And, and both, uh, both the partner and Microsoft benefit uh, in that process. sounds like it's driving a certain type of uh, behavior and in, in some ways some of the behaviors you touched on earlier um, taking that account based focus you know is, is already proven you know the MQL is is dead in many ways what what do you think can be done in partner go to market that, that would help move the needle when it comes to reconsidering 
th- those sorts of metrics or those knee-jerk tactical joint decisions that are made, you know, how can it become more strategic and, and more impactful? Yeah, I think a couple things that, that we could work to really change on and, and think about is one is removing it from just deal constructs of, uh, excuse me, deal constructs of partnerships. So it's regularly included as a component of investments, right, for a partnership agreement um, or a negotiating lever, right? So, so just including it in that mindset, all of a sudden we come from a place of financial consideration rather than what is going to be the best resource and investment um, to execute the partnership. And the reality is it might not even be MDF that's needed to be most successful. So I think that is one of the things we have to figure out how do we move away from thinking about MDF as part of a deal construct or a financial consideration as part of the partnership. Um, so, so that is one thing that, that I think we could do, we could do better. Um, and then as you mentioned, the same as an account um, and, and industry focus is how do we start to shift um, partner go-to-market away from just thinking about the solution that, that we're bringing to market together jointly to really thinking about what are the industry outcomes that that solution enables? What are the business outcomes that that solution enables? And then building go-to-market from that mindset. Um, and then again, what you may come back to is that this isn't a volume or an MQL play. Um, that it really could be, hey, like what we need to do is drive more lighthouse wins together in this partnership. And so it might be few wins that we need to go after. It might be accelerating growth in a shared set of accounts that we already have. And so I think similar, like you'd said, like the MQL has kind of gone, um, gone away, particularly from the, from the ABM perspective, is really thinking through from an outcome-based approach what you want to achieve with the partner and how that's going to resonate back with your end customers. That to me is what's really going to shift the dial in terms of, of how we change our go to market um, with partners. And I also believe how we start to shift about thinking about uh, co-investment in partnerships from a marketing perspective just versus who's, who's bringing what dollars to the table, the co-investment can start to take, take different uh, different shapes in terms of people or capabilities rather than just dollars. Yeah, really fascinating uh, perspective. And I know lots of partners would, would welcome that change and uh, vendors themselves are, are making some big shifts. So looking forward to seeing some of the, these things play out in, in, your, in your current role. You mentioned that you're focused on ISVs and, and developing joint go-to-markets. Talk me through you know, your, your strategy and thinking so far and, and how you've um, moved the needle, embedded an account-based or partner-based mindset in, in the way that you're developing go-to-markets strategies with with your ISVs yeah so so this is a journey and and we're about we're about eight months eight months into it so we're learning as we go but the big change for us is taking uh, a life cycle approach to our engagement with partners all the way from thinking about the the pursuit of the partnership um, and how we're engaging in that side and the type of conversations um, that we want to have and even bringing go-to-market into that part of the conversation versus something that's happening after a deal is signed. Taking that life cycle into thinking about market activation and expansion um, and then into renewal. So those like that focus of thinking about the life cycle of our partnership and, and how we're going to engage throughout that it is a pretty big shift. 
And along the lines of that, it's again that concept of orchestration coming to play that it's not here's the role of swim lane of sales, here's the swim lane maybe of your technology team that supports solution development, and then here's your go-to-market team, and then maybe your, your sales um, or channel sales teams. It's all of us having to figure out what our roles are throughout that life cycle and how we partner together. And so that's, that's the model that we're building and, and beginning to, to pivot around. Great. Sounds like you're taking a holistic approach for, for each ISV, um, almost one-to-one. Um, what, what kind of innovation, Keith, are you seeing in, in partner go-to-market? What's getting you fired up, excited? Um, what's different and changed it even in, in the last year? Yeah, I, I, one is definitely the, the, the interest around account-based marketing um, and figuring out how you go and do this together. Um, that is coming up in, in more and more conversations. A second one is goes back to the this concept of traditional customers becoming your partners. So there's a lot of inner, in, interesting innovation happening there where you may have traditional customers that you sold to that you're now going to be selling with as they commercialize solutions or capabilities, um, in our case, on the Microsoft platform. So that's a very interesting one where we're seeing innovation in terms of we've built a relationship on a sell to perspective. And so you're so well established and integrated in terms of how you benefit each other that then when you think about, all right, how are we going to go sell with and sell through, there just becomes this much more, I would say a natural, a natural opportunity to say, Hey, look, like we're just going to go do this together and we're going to go reach this broad set of end customers. And there isn't as much of, well, who, who's in the lead seat, who's going to get what. So that, because you already have this solid relationship from a sell to perspective and have proven yourself to be valuable partners to each other. So to me, that that's probably one of the most interesting ones from a partner um, go-to-market perspective, but, but also one of the most challenging because you're now intertwining a traditional maybe field marketing with partner marketing um, into account. So there's a lot of internal stakeholders that you, that you, have, to, that you have to work across. Yeah, really fascinating. I know, I know that some of your strategic accounts have shifted um, that you've worked with previously or your, t- your team have worked with and, and they're now ISVs. So interesting to know where where ABM starts and stops because it sounds like it's it's also coming into very much your, your go-to-market with, with ISVs. Yeah, it, it is. And that we we definitely haven't figured out what the balance is there of where it does stop and start. Because as I mentioned, most of these, you know, where where we do have ABM, most of these part or customers that are becoming now partners, for them this is a whole new muscle to build, right? So part of the the change and shift of of how we think about where it stops and starts is more of what type of enablement and capabilities do we need to bring today to the table for this uh, for this customer for them to be successful, and so. A great example of this could be is you're working with a consumer packaged good company, let's say, and they have some some capability internally that they are going to commercialize. Well, they may be amazing at brand marketing and reaching broad audiences, but where maybe they need help and you need to figure out how to come and enable from a partnering perspective is actually like, how do you actually sell? like technology solutions, cloud solutions, because you're not designed to go do that. And oftentimes they're building a workforce that needs to go do that. So your role coming in, even from an ABM perspective, um, might be much more of around an enablement and figuring out how do you enable and help that customer who is now a partner 
leverage the great capabilities they already have in terms of go-to-market that that you don't have. And so it, it's just a balance of a different skill set and mindset that you have to bring to the conversation and realize, look, like, I may not be the lead leading person from a marketing perspective anymore. I need to be more of a coach and an advisor on technology and how you think about marketing technology. So, and, and that requires, even as you think about your teams, a different skill set of, of the folks that you need to have, uh, that we need to have on our team to be able to, to go drive those conversations and support these partners. Sounds like having to be very ad- adaptable <laughs> and, and, and changing depending on uh, who the ISV is. Keith, I'd love to um, hear a little bit about where next for you. You know, you, you've you've had just even reflecting back on on this conversation, you've talked about your role in in Microsoft Consulting Services, um, heading up account based marketing in North America, and, and you know now in this go to market strategy role uh, across ISVs. Are you going to come come back into more ABM? Are you going to stay in the the, the partner space? Um, where next? Oh, where next? Wherever it takes me, I guess. Um, <laughs> you know, honestly, I, my passion and 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 just interest around the deep engagement and the experiences you get working with with customers. Like ABM was eventually where I'll probably come back around to. Um, but there's so much opportunity to figure out how do we make ABM work um, in this partnership um, space that there's just so much white space to go to go explore. I think the hardest part for myself I'll just share is you end up being one one step removed um, from my perspective from 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 the end customer. And so that that's the hardest part is to figure out how do I stay engaged there. But it, what's next for me is to figure out how do we make ABM work in this space and, and what truly does it look like? Because I think we're all, so many of us are trying to figure out, figure out what it looks like and, and how you implement it. And Keith, I know you don't stand still, so co- conscious that you've got the rest of the fiscal ahead of you. What what are you most looking forward to? I know you've got some some exciting things in the pipeline. Yeah, so you know, I think one of the things, and, and Alicia, we've we've worked with your team uh, in terms of building out uh, our model and, and approach is, I, I think for me, like what is most exciting when I'm looking forward to is actually seeing if we can build this model of where we've put a focus around investing early and go to market to say, what is the differentiated value prop and then determine what are the right, what's the right channels or capabilities that we need to bring to table for the go to market versus just investing right off the bat. And so I'm really excited to see, hey, if we really do a good job at defining our joint value proposition and what is gonna be the right go to market approach to achieve our outcomes, are we able to get to market faster and deliver outcomes for end customers faster? I'm really excited to see if that works. I'm a little bit, I'm, I'm on kind of on pins and needles. Is it going to work? Is it not? Um, are we would be better off just giving MDF? So I'm really excited to see if that investment type of model works uh, for what we're trying to do. And then the second thing, really looking forward to, like we just have a growing um, ecosystem of partners that want to they want to partner with Microsoft. So it's such an amazing time to be with Microsoft, be with it, you know, being the it be in the tech industry. So I'm really looking forward to seeing even more of that that model of traditional ISVs, but even more so those customers that we used to just think of as a sell to motion to be a sell through. Um, I'm excited to see those come to life and how that how that manifests because we're still in the early days of most of those types of partnerships. So those are the those are the two things. Actually getting our model into market and seeing if it, it delivers the outcomes and then seeing 
how the shifting landscape of ISVs and the sense of uh, customer as a partner comes to life. Well, if there's two things I know about you. I know that you you adapt and you you roll with the changes in the market, and you're always driving impact. So I, I'm I'm confident and look look forward to seeing how this year plays out. Awesome. Well, me too, Alicia, and it's been a pleasure to to chat with you and and work with you you and uh, and learn from your teams over the last several years. Great. Well, really great to have you on with us, Keith. Thanks so much for being being so candid and, and sharing where, where you're at and some of your experiences. I've, I've really enjoyed the discussion. Same here. Thanks so much, Keith. This podcast is brought to you by Momentum, the B2B growth consultancy and pioneers of account-based marketing. You can learn more at wearemomentum.com.